Welcome to Films from the Phantom Zone, your podcast about failed and forgotten comic book movies, where you watch a superhero movie and decide, does this belong in the Phantom Zone to be forgotten for forever, or out and about for everyone to rewatch and remember fondly? Hi, my name is Arnaldo. I'm joined by... Birdo. Remember when I don't say bye, you get confused? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're back, baby. Thank you, Philly. We're streaming. We got uh, some people in the comments here in the chat. Birdo, we're not watching an old forgotten movie today. What are we watching? What are we doing? We are reviewing Werewolf by Night, which is a, not quite a movie, but it is a special presentation yeah. by Marvel Studios. Whatever that means. Let's get into it. <laughs> um, uh, Werewolf by Night, available on Disney Plus currently, came out earlier this week. Sorry, last weekend. Yeah. So, guys, what we're going to do, uh, we're going to do a little bit of background on Werewolf by Night. So, the comic is called Werewolf by Night. The character is just called The Werewolf, by the way. Yeah. The, people don't go around calling, hey, look, it's Werewolf by Night. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we're going to do a non-spoiler review. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about spoilers at the end. This is a property, I feel, we can talk about it without spoiling it, I think, for the most part. Yeah, it's not super plot heavy or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, there's a few things there, but... I mean, stuff happens. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but yeah, let's get into it. There's timestamps in the description. If you scroll down a little bit, we'll tell you when spoilers are happening. If you haven't seen this, you're fine. I'm not going to spoil it for you, I promise. <laughs> but let's get started. Birdo, let's do some background. Are you ready? Yeah. Sorry, let's talk about um, okay. who wrote and directed this. Written by Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron and directed by Michael Giacchino. Can the, you tell the, the, the composer? Exactly. Can you please tell people who Michael Giacchino is? Michael Giacchino is a pretty fucking awesome composer. Uh, you might know him more recently from the uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. He scored those. Uh-huh. He scored the first Doctor Strange movie. Who did? Th- oh, yeah. The second one was What's-His-Face. The guy you hate, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else has he scored recently? Uh, the Batman. The Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably some other stuff. <laughs> he's kind of been all over the place lately. He he made his name with Lost and Incredibles. Incredibles. Those are yes. the two things that kind of propelled him into. Those are the things that kind of propelled him into um, popularity. And then he, and then he started getting big projects. He has directed before. This isn't his directorial debut. He's done a short film. Called Monster Challenge. Uh, he also did an episode of Star Trek Short Treks called A Frame and Dot. What's Short Treks? No idea. Is that like a web uh, like web show thing? I guess. Like only available I, online? I haven't heard of that one. I have no idea. I've heard of like that Star Trek show like Lower Decks and stuff uh, yeah. like that, but I've never heard of Short, short Treks. Short Treks? No idea. He, but he did direct an episode, so there you go. All right. Uh, so this is probably his first popular thing, right? Probably. And even this isn't like a film or anything. This is. Would this be considered like a short film, I guess? Well, let's get into it, but I want to do some background first before we talk about yeah. what this is specifically. Okay. Let's talk about Werewolf by Night, the comic title. Again, it's a comic title because the character is just simply referred to as the werewolf. But, Berto, tell me what his name is, the character's name, human uh, form. The character's name is Jack Russell. <laughs> Like Do you get dog, it? Like the dog. Like a Jack Russell Terrier. <laughs> uh, 
He made his debut in Marvel Spotlight number two in 1972. However, Atlas Comics, which is the Marvel predecessor, published a five-issue story called Werewolf by Night in 1953. But when the Comics Code Authority happened, obviously, they weren't allowed to use werewolves anymore. So 1971... Comics Code Authority is not a thing anymore. Marvel, Marvel could use horror monsters again. The idea was suggested by Stan Lee. Suggested. <laughs> you know how Stan Lee can be. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> I <laughs> Probably a situation where he was like, oh, we can use werewolves again. We've done this before. Let's just, just do it again. Just, just reboot it. Reboot. So the character was written by uh, Jerry Conway and Mike Plug. Plug? Did I copy that right? Mike Plug. Because that sounds ridiculous. Hold on a second. <laughs> what if that's his name? I just want to make... No, no, no. That's fine <laughs> if that's his name. I just want to verify. Otherwise, imagine if his name's like Plog and we're like Plug. That's... <laughs> that'd be... Oh, yeah. That'd be worse. Mike Plug. Oh, that's right. I just want to verify. Mike Plug, Roy and Jeannie Thomas. Conway denies naming him a dog pun intentionally. So he accidentally named him that's Jack he, Russell? That's what he claims. He claims he just came up with the name Jack Russell, not meaning for it to be a dog. There's no fucking way. That's what I'm saying. There's no fucking a way. Fucking LOL, bro. <laughs> what, are, what were you thinking? <laughs> uh, Werewolf by Night was its own title. By issue 32, it features the appearance of Moon Knight. First appearance of Moon Knight. His debut. He was absent, though, for most of the 80s. That title got canceled. Um, he was later revamped in Moon Knight. So, a bit of irony there. Where So, they brought Jack Russell back mm-hmm. in the Moon Knight series. Right. So, which then, I think that Moon Knight series ended up getting canceled, too. I don't remember. We talked about this uh, on <laughs> Where's Mephisto. But, yeah. So, Werewolf by Night creates Moon Knight, and then Moon Knight recreates Werewolf by Night. The two have been entangled for quite a bit. Yeah. He also made regular appearances in Morbius, the living vampire. Yeah. Uh, in the 90s. Yeah. Also, also frequently paired up with Man-Thing yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> We're getting excited here. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> These are properties Birdo likes. They're cool. Yeah. Oh, you're about to, you're, you're going to get real hard now. Uh, he's also part of various team-ups, such as the Legions of Monsters, which featured Werewolf by Night, or the werewolf, Morbius... Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. And Man-Thing. I, all these characters are very cool. <laughs> they were all, uh, the four of them made up the Legion of Monsters. So it's kind of like Marvel's classic horror monsters, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was also a part of the Midnight Suns, which featured uh, primarily Morbius, yeah. Blade, uh, both Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch Ghost Riders. Two Ghost Riders. Actually, three, because they also featured... Uh, his name is Vengeance, right? He's like a third or fourth Ghost Rider. I don't know if he's actually a Ghost Rider, though. He's like a Ghost Rider persona, though, isn't he? Kind of, but he's like bad. Okay, sure. Well, he's on the team. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes uh, he's on the team. Also, Doctor Strange, the Werewolf... Uh, and others such as Elsa Bloodstone, Jennifer Kale, Scarlet Spider. Which Jennifer been... Kale? I don't know who she is. <laughs> I think she's a mutant. Um, Scarlet Spider is uh, Ben Riley, which is the Peter Parker who doesn't belong. He's one of the clones. <laughs> He's one of the clones, yeah. and he ends up like just making up his own name, Ben Riley, becoming a different Spider-Man. Uh, Iron Fist, Brother Voodoo. <laughs> 
Scarlet Witch sometimes, and a bunch of other people. It's a team of mostly kind of obscure, but like supernatural based Marvel yeah. characters. And they should do a Midnight Suns. I feel like Midnight Suns is popular enough. Well, and there's a video game. There's coming a video out. game coming out. Yeah. yeah, they should do a TV show, a special presentation, a movie. Do something. Well, this is a I great. Think you got to introduce up. more of these characters. We've, we've had most of them. What are you talking about? We, we, I think like after Blade is a little bit more established, we could do that because he's a major player in that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah sure, yeah. sure. But but you can put Blade. You can put more. I mean, you could do Morbius. We set this. Let's we, do Morbius. No, no, no. We set this when we reviewed <laughs> Morbius. Give it to Marvel. Fucking let let Marvel do it. They could. They'll, do it. they'll probably do it better. Just do the same thing with Spider Man. They'll fix Morbius, and then you can use them in a Spider Man movie. I think he's interesting enough. Sure. Yeah. Also, um, Philly asked if Moon Knight is the mummy in the Marvel Monster Universe. Is Mo- so? Do no, we there, have another mummy? There character? is a mummy. Sorry, and I didn't include him because he's not very popular. But there is just as um. Is it Imhotep? No, no, no. But just as Morbius is the living vampire, there is a character who is the living mummy. Uh, he has a weird name, though. I'm guessing he's obscure as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. much. Um, I just didn't include him in this list. Uh, but there is a mummy. Oh, shit. Hold on, hold on. I'll tell you in like two seconds. Uh, oh. Enkantu, mm. the living mummy. He was a brief member of the Legion of Monsters. Along with Manphibian. Yeah. So, yeah, they, Marvel had... <laughs> copycat characters to the universal classic uh monster characters yep i kind of like that yeah it's fun it is fun yeah it's a little bit of copycat but at the same time eh, whatever it gets done all over the place for every dc character that marvel <laughs> capitalized on and made more popular by copying dc's also also done the same thing so real quick very long origin story made short jack russell's parents are both not both both werewolves. I think one of them was a werewolf. His grandfather was a werewolf, and he was roommates with High Evolutionary. I know. It's ridiculous. He was it's, roommates with them? They lived on a mansion together, apparently. High Evolutionary It will be featured in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, by the way. Yes. Played by the guy who was in Peacemaker. I don't remember his name. Amazing actor. Amazing performance in Peacemaker. Is it like Chukwudi? Ch- something like that. Uh, yep. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Jack uh, inherits the werewolf powers, right? Apparently, he doesn't get them until he's 18. It's one of those. It's one of those dormant things. It's uh, like, like, oh, I became an birthday, adult, yeah. but also I'm cursed now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So his parents died in a car crash the day he turns 18. Um, and then he has to kind of reconcile his werewolf powers. All alone. Mm-hmm. And afraid. <laughs> um, and that's kind of all I have. So let's get going. No spoiler review. Uh, let's get to the part where we talk about what is this? How do you feel about the special presentation format? I like it. But what is it? What is it is a very good question. So this is 54 minutes long. So I think it's too short to be a movie. Too long to be a short movie. Too short to be a TV movie, even. Too short to be a television series, because there's no promise of more episodes, right? Right. It could just be, like, one of those, like, holiday special type things that, you know, they would occasionally show, like, back in the day. Yeah. But I guarantee that's what they're going for. I'm willing to bet that they're going to call the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special a special presentation also. That'd be fine. That'd be great with me. Yeah. I think they should do more of these i think 
So it's like a one shot, but K- longer. Kinda, and that's the thing. I think it should just bring back one shots. Whatever, like things that are maybe under fifteen minutes, call them a one shot. Things that are longer, you can call them a special presentation. We're living in a streaming era now. So, like, back in the day, you couldn't get away with stuff like this because it's like you couldn't fit it in a TV schedule. Right. Where, know, the, where would the commercials go? You need more well, that, too. But you need, like, a series to fill at least, like, 18 weeks to 24 weeks, right? Because that time need, slot needs to be filled. Exactly. Yeah. And, or, or it's a movie that you're going to put out in, in, in theaters and that costs a whole lot of money or whatever, like... There were things like miniseries, like on HBO, that could range from anywhere between two parts to like six parts. Right. But like HBO had a lot of leeway because it was they had their own fucking network. They didn't even need commercials. They, they could play whatever the hell they, they could, wanted. They to could play. do whatever they wanted. Exactly. So it's it's a weird time where we're like now we're still kind of stuck in that system, but we're also breaking away from it. And so yeah, I really like the idea that Marvel had this idea. And they're like, well, you know, it's not really long enough to be a movie, and we might not make the money we need to as a movie, but we could just make it as whatever we want it. Like, what, call it whatever you want. It's an hour-ish long thing, you know. It's it's a one-off. Yeah. It's not a TV show, so it's like, but they can do that because we, you know, we're in the age of streaming, and I like that they're breaking from like the norms. No, it, it allows them to be a little more imaginative with what they're bringing to the screen too because yeah. i guarantee you they wouldn't have even made this into a movie because they wouldn't have risked it no absolutely not and it would be too expensive to yeah. be a, make a movie because i mean I, I don't know how much this thing costs but i do know that they filmed it in 12 days oh that's that's very <laughs> brisk yeah small cast <laughs> small production this is probably yeah there's only like what like six or seven people in this yeah yeah very small project altogether. Mm-hmm. Like, this would be a very low-budget movie, and then they wouldn't really market enough in black and white. Because the marketing would cost more than the movie cost to make, I would imagine. I mean, even if even if they did... Oh, 100%. Yeah. Even if they did market it as a full movie and they put it out in theaters, assuming it was longer, it would make money just if it had the Marvel name on it. But are people going to go out of their way to see a black and white, like homage piece oh probably not no that's <laughs> very niche <laughs> no like you said like out of our friend group there's only three of us that would have been even interested in watching this well and that's the other thing i, I feel like other people need to just watch it just I give, think, it I, give it a go just watch it yeah you're gonna like it like, like don't... yeah it's in black and white but it still feels very modern in like a filmmaker like in a filmmaking sense and like I don't know. Let this be a lesson. Like if you if you watch this and you enjoy it, try other old things. Yeah. Like there have been good movies that have been made before the year two thousand. Oh, I yeah. know. I know that will break some people's brains. <laughs> but I don't know. Give Casablanca a shot. You know, it's a really good movie. It's in black and white. It was made in the thirties. Uh, Wizard like, of Oz. Well, Wizard of Oz is very much made in color. <laughs> it's mostly in color. Wasn't it later presented in color? No, the whole fucking point of the movie is that it turns in color. <laughs> it's the whole point of the goddamn movie. Is that she goes into a goddamn dream and it's in color. And then she goes back to the real world and it's mm-hmm. black and white again. Yeah. And miserable. <laughs> was it one of the first colored movies? Yeah. That's why they okay. made a big deal that's about it. That's why it was a big deal. All right. Yeah. So maybe Wizard, Wizard of Oz is still a decent example for old stuff. More black and white stuff, though. Uh, I mean, watch The Wolfman. Yeah. Dracula. <laughs> 
So, some of the old Universal movies. Yeah. They're, they're classics for a reason. So here's another thing. In other countries, they don't necessarily watch TV the way we do. So like in the UK, they'll make shows that have like four episodes. And they're like, here you go. Fuck it. We don't know when we're going to make more. But when we do, you'll get it. Don't worry about it. It's not on a schedule. They're not as like strict with how yeah. they present things. Yeah. Oh, no. Think about some BBC shows. Think about like Sherlock. Did you see Sherlock? No. Oh, first of all, go watch Sherlock. Um, but Sherlock, three episode seasons, right? Seasons came out like three years apart. I feel like you're waiting a really long time between everything. Kind of, yeah. But they're also big productions because each episode is like an hour and a half long. Oh, okay. So, so it's like e- you're watching a movie. Yeah, each, time. each episode is basically like a mini movie, okay. right? Smaug and Bilbo, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smaug and Bilbo. <laughs> yeah, but they were just like, fuck it, we'll make more when we feel like it, deal with it. Uh, do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they should make more of these because I very much enjoyed this. But make a special presentation, whatever you want to call it, just every Halloween. Yeah, because honestly, this might be something that I'd be willing to watch every October. This would be great. It's short enough. It's fucking Werewolf by Night. Or The Werewolf, sorry. Just goes and he does another thing. Make this like the Hulk movies that we've been talking about, <laughs> where he goes to a different place. He has the whole a problem. Other problem. The fucking moon is full again. God damn it. He turns into a werewolf. <laughs> this could be the modern day Incredible Hulk. It also makes me think of um, comic annuals, where it's like a comic that comes out once a year. Hey, guys, it's time for a quick break, and we will be back in a flash. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Yeah, and it's usually like unrelated to like anything else. Yeah. Like it's its own it's, right, story. Thing. It's not in a. It's not part of a series. Right. It's just like, hey, we're doing this right now, and we'll do it again next year. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, Buy I, it. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Do that. And if this, if these open like the way for some of these characters to appear in other things, I'm fine with that too. Oh yeah, for sure. Like if we use like special presentations, as we're calling them right now, to introduce like some more like obscure characters. I'm down. Well, I mean, it's not that different from, like, some of the Marvel, quote-unquote, limited series that we've seen, which is just, like, one Moon season Knight. of TV show. Moon Knight, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Things that we know we're not getting a season two. Well, Moon Knight, we might see him in some oh, no, 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 Moon Knight's Moon Knight's 100% coming back. They, they've, <laughs> they've all but confirmed it. Right. Yeah. Um, literally uh, this last weekend. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, let's let's get into it. Um, this was actually planned as a movie as far back as two thousand and one. Damn, this is one of the properties that when they're selling to like big movie studios. Well, yeah, when Marvel was about to like not exist anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah one of those. <laughs> yeah, uh, when movies like Spider Man and X Men are being made, Werewolf by Night was one that they seriously looked at. They got writers. They wrote a script. They had this producers. would have been right after Blade too. Y- yep. It could have been related, honestly. I, I It wasn't because it wasn't sold to Sony. Ah, uh, okay. Um, I think it was sold to, like, Artisan. Who? Artisan Pictures? I don't know what they've they also did. On. They, do, they did something else. <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, no, they were about to shoot. They just needed like a director, and then nothing happened. Oh, and then the whole thing basically just kind of got scrapped. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, this is uh, directed and scored by Michael Giacchino. It's really cool that he got to score his own project. Yeah, you know what? It gives me vibes <laughs> of uh, John Carpenter. Oh, who uh, the thing? Uh, the thing, and he also did. He's the one that I scored. know. The thing is like his big. He's the one that scored his own fucking movies. Uh, though he did direct movies like Halloween, Escape from New York, um, The Thing. He did not do the score to a lot of those movies. He did do the score to Halloween. Okay. Which um, is probably his most famous piece of music. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, like we said, Michael uh, Giacchino has made a career of breaking down visual language, <laughs> right? In order to write in a musical accompaniment. And right. it, that makes me feel like, because in my head, I'm like, does would that make you a good director? That's the thing. That? Yeah. I'm like, does this guy don't even know how to direct? But like, he's been breaking this shit down for so long in a very specific context. Does that inform his decisions as a director even more when he gets to flip that workflow on its head? Hmm. Where instead of writing music to visuals, he gets to make visuals to his music i feel like that could either be like something that just clicks in an amazing way or something that could just fall apart maybe this i thought was really good i think this went really well the score for this was great it was phenomenal i i I thought it was a great marriage of the music and the visuals especially Um, like anytime there was like any sort of um violence on screen mm -hmm. like the music was synced like almost perfectly with yeah whatever was Whoever was getting killed or like the blows, it was matching the music. Yeah. So how it usually would work is that a director would obviously film the movie Mm -hmm. and then the editor would edit the movie. And while they're doing post-production and the final edit's already complete, they send that off to the composer. The composer's already kind of worked up some ideas, but he doesn't know what to do until he sees the edit. They have an idea of like what they want it to sound like. Right. He he might have written some generic themes. Mm -hmm. Right. After he gets the movie, he's got about a fucking month, (laughs) right? He's got about a month to write the score to the entire film before they have to go and record it with the orchestra. So it is a very quick turnover in terms of this job. Sounds stressful. Oh, it sounds horrible. Um, Before the greats, you know, your John Williams is in your your Hans Zimmers. It's it's nothing. Um, You know, I thought a lot about this. Is this better... For him as a creative, does he f- now film the movie with the music in mind instead of the other way around? You know what I mean? Yeah. And does this make it easier for him to compose the music already knowing what the stuff is? Because he fucking filmed it. Maybe. You know what I mean? So I, I looked it up. Apparently, he uh, wrote the themes beforehand, right? Oh, okay. Like in the writing process, he wrote the themes but at this point, he already knew, like, I'm doing Werewolf by Night. Oh, no, 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 obviously. Yeah. Like, while the movie, like, in pre-production, he writes the themes, films the movie. During the editing, he composed, right? But for me, I'm, again, I don't know this, and I don't have any evidence. There's no interview to confirm. But, like, I feel like during the filming process, he's probably already humming the music in his head. He's probably visualizing the shots to match the music that he's already kind of got planned out. And I feel like yeah, there's no way he's not at least yeah, already thinking about it. There's some consideration there, right? Yeah. There seems to be like this beautiful 
marriage of the two. A harmony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we've we've talked about uh, examples of like composers are either forced to make a certain sound because the director fell in love with the temporary music from another right. movie or <laughs> like the composer just can't write music to a certain edit. And then in, in the case of uh, we mentioned this uh, uh, E.T., where in E.T., like, John Williams just couldn't get it to work. And Spielberg is like, all right, write the music. I'll re-edit the movie. And he did. So that it'll match <laughs> up with the music because the music's more important, basically, than the exact edit, right? Which is true. And I'm happy that Spielberg understands that. Oh, yeah. Great. It was great. Because, <laughs> uh, honestly, like, those scores make his movies, right? Mm-hmm. Between, you know, Jaws, E.T., Third oh, Close Encounters. a huge reason why they are still memorable to Indiana this day. Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So honestly, like I want to go back and rewatch this from a musical perspective because I think this is a fascinating example of the you know the marriage of these two elements of this medium, right? Yeah, and there's also so few examples of like somebody that did both parts of. Oh yeah, hundred percent. This is this is new both territory. Parts of the project, yeah. yeah. Seeing it happen on something so like currently mainstream mm-hmm. is. I'm happy with the results. Also, get this man as the new director on Blade. Well, hey, that's the other thing. Do you think he could reproduce this on a large scale? I think he has the talent for it. I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know. Again, this is a small production. They filmed this in 12 days. It all takes place on one set. There's about six, seven characters. <laughs> like... A feature-length film would have a lot more to juggle with. I mean... Especially if he was also scoring it. You know, imagine it took him two weeks to film the thing, and then he has a month to score it. You know, like, that seems... Re- and I'm not him. I, I, I can't score a movie, but that seems like a reasonable timetable. <laughs> yeah. Whereas a major film that takes six to nine months to a year to film. And then think about the post-production after that. True. For a two-and-a-half-hour movie. And it's not like he could, like, score any other movies while he's working on of like of course not yeah he, he, he's not gonna have the time of course not all right so let's move on um i feel like we can talk a lot about this without spoiling it so i'm gonna break it down in categories story cinematography uh acting action and music and costumes no spoilers story i don't know about you i thought this was the perfect story for this length yeah like the story itself felt like a one shot like hey this is just a single event yeah. that all these characters showed up for. So piggyback on what we were talking about earlier, if you could make this a movie, I don't know if you could, based on this story, you would need a different story. Because if, if you were to stretch this story out... It'd feel too bloated? Then, yeah, it'd be... It, or not bloated. It, it bloated would be stretched not be thin. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it'd be a lot of, like, going nowhere or, like, pointless shots of, like, setting things up that yeah. you don't really need. Yeah. I think this is a perfectly paced film. I think, or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I, <laughs> Project? <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's a thing. It is exactly as long as this story will permit. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't rush anything at all. No. Just to go back for a second, this whole thing is shot in black and white. <laughs> you know, like, that kind of amazes me, and maybe because it's not a movie, because it's just a thing that they're putting up on Disney+. Plus. You know, we complained about, like, Thor, Love and Thunder, and Doctor Strange, Multitude of Madness, where those felt like they were mandated to be a certain length that we felt like a lot was cut out to match a certain time. Which a lot of that was verified. Yeah. yeah. A and, lot of that was verified after the fact. But yeah. like 
Black Panther Wakanda Forever is going to be like 245. It's going to be a very long movie. And I'm so, I'm happy about that if that's the length that that movie needs to be. Eternals was also really long. So it's kind of like who gets a pass and who doesn't? Some of these projects are getting preferential treatment. I don't know. Again, I'm not there, but... I don't know. I mean, maybe. I love the fact that Giacchino comes out and he's like, hey, I shot this in black and white. Do you want to see it in black and white? And Feige's like, we have to make this in black and white now. He's like, like, good. They seem very supportive of these very like niche decisions. Um, Which is always nice to hear because then you also have like the other stories, like everything that happened on Thor The Dark World. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. Um, and like you said, with Love and Thunder and Multiverse of Madness, where there was clearly some studio interference in there. We're not sure why, but it was there. Right. I just find it so interesting that, like, again, if we're sticking a story, like, they picked this story that doesn't fit any mold and they stuck to it. Instead of going, like, hey, make it shorter, we can make it a TV show, make it our short film, or make it longer and we can make it a movie. They're like, yeah, this is fine. This is fine. We'll just call it a special presentation. That's kind of amazing to me. Yeah. Like, they like the story enough. You know what it feels like? A surprising amount of freedom allowed here. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it feels like? Like a novella. Like a horror novella. Mm Mm-hmm. That you just pick up. It's a very short book. You can read it in one sitting, and you're like, great. That was satisfying. That was so good. Yeah. Great stuff. Cinematography. Again, uh, elephant in the room. This whole thing is in black and white. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it looks beautiful. Just what it is. Again, no spoilers. It's mostly a sepia tone black and white. It's kind of a very grayish, brownish kind of color. Yeah. It's not fully in black and white. Okay, so no, I don't yeah, think this not a hundred percent. I don't think this is a spoiler, but there there is an ob- there's a MacGuffin in it uh, that shines red, and you get a little bit of red in there. And it's so like visually appealing. <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah, uh, it's almost like uh, it's, it's a, a nice Schindler's, contrast. Schindler's List. Yes, which was black and white. With some red. Ex- yeah, except for the red. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. It really was. It was shot in color because they didn't expect to be allowed to be in black and white, which is a fair <laughs> assumption. You well, don't yeah, because norm- I mean, that's it's risky to just do that. Yeah. You don't normally get allowed to do this kind of thing. Yeah. Especially with a major studio. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently, you know, he shot it in color, but was editing it in black and white, presented it to Kevin Feige in black and white. And Feige said, all right, we're going to have to do this in black and white, aren't we? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and like, it yeah, works. It looks better that way, doesn't it? It does look better. <laughs> and filming in black and white is harder because you have to light things very specifically because when you don't have that color. Things look wrong. Yeah. If you don't light things appropriately, they can kind of wash away in the background. Mm-hmm. Right. So the fact that they filmed this in color with black and white in mind is just telling to like what you know what they wanted to accomplish. And in such a short amount of time. But it's beautiful, honestly. It looks really good. Again, this if this is the first black, like truly black and white thing you've seen, then this could open your eyes to like go back and watch some old quality old stuff. Yeah. Like I love Lucy. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> I a mean, sitcom, but you know. <laughs> <it's> a, <laughs> and it eventually hit color. Again, I meant more <laughs> stuff like Casablanca. Or, or like or, classic, or the Wolfman, the Wolfman, the mum, Dracula, the, the, the original mummy, mummy yeah. the classic Universal monsters, yeah. to which this plays a lot of homage. We can't right? forget Frankenstein. Oh, you, sure. Even though Universal's Frankenstein is absolutely nothing like the book, 
Oh, you've seen Frankenstein? Yeah. You read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? I read it in high school and I saw the original. I, read it. I saw the original I movie. I'm like, it. this is nothing oh, like yeah. the book. <laughs> I read, uh, at some point in high school, I was like obsessed with this idea. I read Frankenstein and I read uh, Dracula. Frankenstein is one of my favorite classic books. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. so good. I like Dracula's weird. It's almost unadaptable. Dracula, it's, it's like. It's all journal entries and stuff. It's journal entries. Also, it's like a romance story. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's juicy. Weird. It's juicy. It's juiced. <laughs> but anyway, after the decision, obviously, to be uh, put in black and white, there's this kind of lo-fi filter that they put on top, mm. right, to make it look like. Oh yeah, and an you old even projector. see like the uh, they call them cigarette burns, but it's like the marker, so you yeah, know when the chains are real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. At the same time, I'm like, oh, that looked fake. <laughs> <laughs> like that was. That was put there on purpose. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess originally they were also, but like... Sure. Yeah. <laughs> At no point during this did I wish it was in color, honestly. Like, it sold me pretty quick. Oh, with me, it was almost immediately. And I'm not one of those guys where I'm like, modern is better. Like, no, like I, I, black and white would be better. But like, watching it, I'm like, oh no, immediately I'm like, yeah, this, I can no, do this. I, I this was, is good. I was pulled in immediately. Yeah. Uh, Everything from like the, uh, well... Mm. That might be considered a spoiler. I'll wait. Alberto uh, acting. We have the main star, Gael Garcia Bernard. Amazing. Great. Yeah, he's a Mexican actor. Prolific Mexican actor, honestly. He's been in a ton of shit. But a lot of Spanish language things like Motorcycle Diaries, Babel. He was in Coco, right? He was in Coco. Was he in Roma? I think he might have been in Roma. He was an old. He wasn't. He wasn't old. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's newer, obviously. Yeah. He was in, uh, what fuck was that movie called? Uh, y tu mamá también. That's what it's called. Yep, I just saw that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was in that. Honestly, amazing actor. But again, more Spanish language stuff than English. Great to have him in the MCU, though, let me tell you. Yeah, he's he's talented, man. Uh, Laura Donnelly. She plays Elsa Bloodstone. She was also amazing, honestly. Uh, younger comic character she was introduced in 2001 hmm, okay so not new but in the world of comics fairly I mean, recent 20-ish years is yeah. pretty new in like comics like we've been she's younger than harley quinn yeah actually yeah. uh and then harriet samson harris plays the villain is it her stepmother that's i think the, that's her stepmother that's what i got right yeah the lady that married her father after her mother right died. right yeah. right great performances from all these people I um, Elsa was badass. She was. There's a scene. There's a couple of scenes with Gael, who plays uh, Jack Russell, the werewolf, mm. um, and Laura. And I thought, who plays Elsa, I thought they were fantastic. Yes. And you know what? And a thing that was 54 minutes. That I mean, I wish I didn't know how long it was going in because that informs like my expectations a lot I'm on like, how quickly this is. Gonna yeah, all I'm like, happen, ex- yeah. I'm gonna expect it to move faster, like be paced faster. And the fact that it's paced very well, like I was not expecting. So when they have these like very calm, slow burning scenes together, I'm like, oh, this is this is weird. I didn't think this was happening. I thought it was going to be like breakneck. Yeah. No, this was shorter than like the Venom movies and it was paced way better than the Venom oh, movies. Oh, obviously. Like, <laughs> obviously. You don't even have to say. And then this still has like a first, second and third act. But yeah. They're, they're just shorter. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's less story to be told. But a lot of good time spent with these characters. Absolutely. Uh, but these actors are phenomenal. And Gael Garcia Bernal, he's, he's won awards. Like, he doesn't need this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he's a good actor. Yeah. 
He didn't need to be in the MCU, <laughs> but I'm happy he is. Action. This is the only part where I felt like, oh, this is modern. This is not an old black and white movie. Oh, anymore. yeah, no, no. <laughs> this is good action. People are straight up getting murdered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to combine some of the action and cinematography, there are some really good like action shots where they put the camera. There's an action scene that there's a strobe effect going on mm-hmm. because like people are both running in front of the, the lighting and the lighting's like going in and out or something. Yeah. And you see the werewolf just in shadow. Amazing. We never get a clear look at him. Is that a spoiler? <laughs> there's a werewolf in here. No, obviously. Yeah, but you don't really. Yeah, you don't get a really good look at him. No. It was brutal. There's that other scene too, uh, again with the werewolf. This is only a spoiler if you want to not know how certain scenes were shot. Anyway, uh, where the camera is just like fixed. The action is happening in different directions, but the camera isn't moving. Right. Or the camera is focused on like, I think it's like uh, doing a very slow zoom or something. Mm -hmm. But it's not focused on the action and the action is happening around the camera. Love that. I thought that was amazing. (laughs) How'd you feel about all of the gore in the action? You know what? You don't feel it because it's not in color. <laughs> but there's a lot of it. There's blood. There's but plenty. It's dark gray, and you're the, like, okay. The, I, if it was red, you'd be like, oh. But because it's dark gray, you're like, like one of right. the first like real fights, you see a limb get cut off. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Though it's there, this is there's a, cla- a lot of blood in this. Yeah, but it's also like a classic horror. Like it just fits. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's good. There's a scene where. So- Somebody's dying. Is this a spoiler? You can save it for spoilers. I'll save it for spoilers. Okay. <laughs> because it's too specific. Music. We mentioned it. It's Michael Giacchino is Giacchino, doing. as we learned. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Giacchino is doing both directing and music. He has that opportunity to really work in his, his idea of what the music is going to be into the edit of the movie, basically, which is, which is an amazing opportunity, obviously. But there's also a couple songs included in this, including I Never Had a Chance by Irving Berlin, Wishing Will Make It So by Vera Lynn, and Over the Rainbow by Judy Garland. All very, very old songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, it fits with the theme. <laughs> right. Uh, which I thought was very, very well done. It, it's crazy that this whole thing is themed like almost like 30s. 30s, 40s is this era, yeah. But like. I think it's pretty clear that this takes place in, like, current day. Well, that's the thing. I thought for... Well, yeah, it it is made clear pretty quickly. However, without that, you could have set this at any time. Oh, yeah. You could have set this in the 30s. You would never know. Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, all right, 70 years later, the Avengers happened. You know? <laughs> yeah, but there's, there's certain elements in here. It's like, oh, this is present day. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it feels old timey. It's not just that it's in black and white for fun. Right. Like the entire package feels like it's, it's definitely yep. like it's an art thing. 100%. Costumes, by the way, and, and we haven't mentioned this, but Man Thing is in this. I it's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. For like a frame. Man Thing is in this. <laughs> Looks amazing. Absolutely. Looks amazing. Looks amazing. That was a costume. <laughs> Well, it, it's a costume that we learned is slightly enhanced with CGI. Slightly, I'm sure it's mostly the eyes that were enhanced. But honestly, you could have made it an animatronic or a, or a puppet, and it would have yeah. worked really well, I think, because it's not a very human-like or animal-like design. It, no, Man-Thing's very... Monster. Monster-looking, yeah. yeah. 
Almost like a Cthulhu-looking thing. Yeah. yeah. A lot of tentacles. Uh, I liked how they have... I don't know if you noticed, he has, like, mushrooms growing on him, which he I thought does. was cool. Uh, yeah. He's he's very swampy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the werewolf. What do you think about his design? I liked it. Again, you only see him for a few frames, honestly. Yeah, you don't see him too... There's no clear picture. You don't see him very clearly. You don't see him for very long. When he is there, it's it's effective, and it looks a lot like, again, classic Wolfman. More so Wolfman than, like, typical werewolf. Well, I was going to say, he, he looks like a typical werewolf, I think. Well, I guess, yeah, because I think, I think, like, Twilight and all that bullshit kind of... Well, twisted no, twi- what a werewolf okay. is first of all twilight they, he, they're just those aren't they're werewolves just, and those aren't vampires they're just wolves they, they're, they're just wolves they're basically animorphs yeah <laughs> they can turn whenever they have full consciousness <laughs> and they look like wolves they don't look like a hybrid and they run around their shirts off all the time yeah for fuck it <laughs> whatever <laughs> <laughs> but yeah uh, no this is like man wolf from the old universal Wolfman. Wolfman. man man yeah. wolf <laughs> yeah, yeah. wolf man yeah, it is a little bit more based on Wolfman, I think, than like classic werewolves. That being said, it's it's very similar. It's just that like it still has the features of like the face or skin instead of like fur. Yeah, he's still like h- humanoid. Yeah. yeah, he has kind of a snout that you could t- you could see, but mm-hmm. it's not fully covered in hair. So more um, more monstrous than animal, I'd say, which is sure great. Sure, I thought. I don't know. I would be fine if they kind of tried to do their own reinvention on the werewolf. But this being like this big homage piece to classic horror. It makes right. sense that it they makes went sense this route. That, yeah, it makes sense that they made it look like Man-Thing. Man or sorry, Wolfman. Man-Wolf. <laughs> Wolfman. I think I got too one Too many in there. man with oh another thing it's in some, it. Yeah. It's too much. But yeah, um, let's get let's do spoilers because there's only like three things we need to talk about in spoilers, and then we're we're done. Yeah, and then you can skip to the end. There's a timestamp you can just fast forward to. Uh, but anyway, spoilers from here on end. There's not a post credit scene. There is not. Weird, I thought. This seemed like the type of thing that would be perfect to have one too. This is almost a movie, and all movies have post credit <laughs> scenes, right? And a lot of TV shows, like individual episodes, have post credit scenes. So I thought this definitely needs one. And I read that like uh, one of the writers or producers I'd posted on Twitter that like the final scene in the movie is essentially the post credit scene. But it's like, no, it's not. Because it's pre-credits. Because it's not post-credits. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Which, what is the scene? Just um, Jack and... Jack wakes up. Uh, Jack and... Um... Man-Thing put him in like a, some sort of cage yeah. for him to finish out his transformation or whatever. Ted. Ted, yeah, <laughs> they just kind of like sit down together and, and they just like, have like a nice little moment. Yeah, Manthing's like, well, we should get food. <laughs> Manthing can't talk, talk, but like Jack can understand him. It's like a Chewbacca and Han Solo type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, which I quite enjoyed. I thought it was pretty funny. It was, it was a little wholesome. Yeah. Manthing wants sushi, which is very sophisticated of him <laughs> for being a swap monster. Uh, <laughs> the first real twist in this project show presentation yeah whatever is when we first see man thing because he grabs jack like through the through some bushes and it almost looks like you know he's gonna get him oh right and then they're friendly with each other i went in this completely blind like i watched the trailer once and Mm -hmm. then i kind of forgot about it 
I forgot that like Gael was even playing the werewolf. Okay. So when the thing started, I was like, I literally don't know where this is going. Who's I the werewolf? I no, really, <laughs> I didn't know who was playing the werewolf. If we had even met him, I think going into it blind is probably the best way to go oh, into it. Hundred percent. Because I knew going in that he was the werewolf. Well, I'm sure I knew it at some point. Like I saw the casting announcement, but right. then I forgot about it. So then I'm watching the thing, and they're like, "Oh, there's a monster," and I'm like, "Is the werewolf the monster?" Is Manthing the? I knew Manthing was in it, so I'm like, "Who's the monster? Are they both the monsters? Like, are they in there together?" Right. Like, I didn't know, and so I took it at face value when, when uh, Jack is like, "Oh no, I'm a monster hunter." I'm like, "Okay, all right, I believe you. Sure, you've killed a bunch of monsters. Apparently, so, he had the most kills. Yeah, it's all made up, I guess." <laughs> but I bought it. I'm like, "Yeah, let's go, bro." <laughs> Blake might not even watch the trailer. I think he meant to, and That's he just did. That's the didn't. best way to go into this. Don't fucking know. A, Here's a the thing, though: thing. the trailer's really good. Well, yeah, the trailer's like That's it's, it's a cool, like classic trailer. But again, if you don't know the background information, if you don't know that Gael is playing the monster or the werewolf, That's true. I you, don't think the trailer necessarily tells you that. I think man. it was just behind no, the no, scenes no, 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 knowledge. Sure, that sure. Told I'm you saying that. like the casting announcement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't know the casting announcement, then you wouldn't know that. Yeah, and it works better. Like, oh, like, he's playing Jack Russell. That's the werewolf. Right, right. <laughs> But it's not until like halfway through the movie where he's like, all right, like if there's a full moon, we're going to have a problem. And I'm like, oh, he's the werewolf. Yeah. Like, that was exciting for me. And and he's I, trapped in the cage with Elsa. Yeah, sure. And like usually when we're watching Marvel things, I've done a ton of research or I already know some of the characters. Right. So like I, I'm like, all right, like I know they're going to get to this point where this character is going to do this thing. Uh, but you don't know how it's going to necessarily happen. Yeah. But even then, I'm like, all right, <laughs> they did it or they did not. They didn't do it. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. still watching it, knowing what the inspiration is. In this, I'm like, fuck! I don't. I, they can do anything. I wouldn't even know anything. So when Man Thing grabs him and they started talking, and then he's like, "I'm gonna total, get you out of here." You were like, "What?" Total surprise. I was like, "Oh, he's good. Cool. They're buddies. Awesome. <laughs> Let's go." And it's fun because it turns into a completely different like movie. Yeah, it kind I'm of like, does. oh, like he, he's gonna break him out. This is a jailbreak yeah. movie. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> hey, that's fun. Why did he think that he could lift up the bloodstone, though? He thought he could just pick it up. I guess he didn't know. I guess not. Or maybe it was just instinctive. He's like, oh, I'm just going to grab it because it fell. But yeah, no, he uh, he, he kind of fucked up when he did that. Yeah. What did you feel about uh, the father? I forget what his name. The the elder bloodstone. And he, <laughs> I, he, I really like that. He turned himself into an animatronic. It's his, so like dark and goofy, but... But it's it, it's it fits. It's like campy horror too. Yeah, which is kind of fun. He even makes like a shitty joke. Yeah, and everyone's <laughs> like, "This is very uncomfortable." No one's laughing. Like this is his corpse. Yeah, <laughs> like he put, someone put like a server in his fucking like jawbone, you know, to make his mouth move. Uh, yeah, no, I thought it was fun. Don't get me wrong, but it was it was a, a it was surprise. Uncom- it, it was like campy but uncomfortable at the same time. Yeah, I'm just like ooh, I like that. It's like I like this. Yeah. So there's a mention early on of the Avengers. I think that's literally just to establish, hey, this is in the MCU. Yeah, that and that's it because it has no relevance to the story. Yeah, I know some people that are very strongly about like, I need all my Marvel stuff to connect. And if it doesn't, I'm not going to like it. And there so, are people like that. That's why some people didn't like Moon Knight. Actually. Well, I was going to say yeah. he didn't like Moon Knight. Oh, he didn't? It's too isolated. And I'm like, what does that matter? That's, that was one of the good things about it. Like, why? That's, what, why, that that's why the people that did it signed on to do it. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I didn't write down any Easter eggs or anything like that, but the one thing, a couple things that I didn't notice at the very end, the pre-credits, post-credits scene, mm. um, it turns into color, and it does so while they're playing Over the Rainbow. Which is like the opposite of what happens in The Wizard of Oz, right? No, it is what happens. Th- doesn't it go back to black and white? By the at the very end, yeah. yeah. But the during the exciting part in the beginning, it, it goes two it color. It goes two color. Okay. Yeah, yeah so it is the sense. opposite of what yeah. happens in Wizard of Oz. And... No, it kind of it's the same thing. <laughs> anyway, but in reverse. There's also <laughs> on the walls is maybe the only Easter egg that I caught. There's a depiction of Gore, the God Butcher, but he's comic accurate. He's got his tentacles. Oh shit! So it's so he's some sort of monster. He's some sort of other creature. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's one of the monsters, quote unquote, that they killed. So like the wall drawing mm-hmm. is kind of a one to one to a comic panel okay. of Thor killing Gore. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's cooler than anything they did in Thor: and Love and Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, the the scene I wanted to talk about. I was like, I don't know if this is like spoiler because it's like specific, but it's when um. When that guy gets shot, like, in the neck with the crossbow, uh-huh. and, like, he's, like, slowly dying, and Elsa's, like, hiding with, yeah. like, him dying on top of her. Like, that was oddly intense. Yeah, oh, <laughs> very much so. I don't love, I don't know, there's something about movies and TV where they, they're they doing some sort of, like, competition to the death. Uh-huh. That makes me so uncomfortable. I don't know why. So, like, Battle Royale type yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Hunger Games. I, I think because, oh, Hunger Games for sure, because it's... It's also children. Uh, There's something about like that idea of like, oh, no, we're going to sign up to a competition where we are statistically unfavored to survive. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like I thought they were going to treat this like a competition until they started killing until they started killing each other. And I'm like, well, what do you gain from killing each other? You guys are all supposed to be monster hunters together. Your mission is less monster. hunters. Exactly. (laughs) Your mission is to kill more monsters, <laughs> but by killing each other, you are dwindling your own population. Yes, but the winner is the leader of all the monster hunters. Of what left? Of how many left? I'm sure you there's more I mean? out there. These are just the best just, ones. Or the like ones that, that were invited. I just feel like it's so stupid. It is, well, same thing stuff with like, like that is stupid in general, but I mean... Eh. Same with like Black Panther when they're like, all right, like you have to fight to the death in order to like rule. I'm like, well then... You you lose your second best warrior, you know what I mean. You should. Yeah, but the strongest one is the one in charge. Okay, you don't have to kill the other guy. Just <laughs> just win the fight. You win the fight. The other guy survives. Now he's well, second. Well, that's why they have the option to yield. Oh, well, <laughs> but no, I agree. Like that's dumb, but also that's based on a lot of like ancient customs, which were pretty fucking dumb. Yeah, they're still dumb. Our our ancestors uh, did some stupid shit. I was interested when they were all like, "Oh no, we have to compete." And some of us might get killed by the monster, but like maybe they'll team up while they're in there. It's like, nah, they just kill each other. And then like as soon as the the really big guy encounters anyone, he's like, because he was the friendliest, which I thought was really he fun. Was, he was so nice. He was so nice. And then he's like, no, but really, I'm going to kill whoever I run into. He starts he swinging did. his axe yeah. immediately. Immediately. Didn't he's like, time. I'm going to kill anybody in front Meanwhile, of me. Meanwhile, um, Jack runs into Elsa and he's like, I think it's best if we just ignore each other. Yeah, well, that's why I was confused. I was like, well, but, but why? It's because you guys are gonna, you guys are trying to kill each other. Like, this is like to the death. Yeah, he's like, let's just pretend we didn't see each other. Bye. <laughs> um, something I didn't look up I'd like to know is if that char- there's one character who looks like Blade 
And I wonder if he was supposed to be a Blade stand-in because Blade wasn't available. <laughs> uh, what was the character's name? You don't remember, dude. I don't know. I don't. I didn't. I didn't write it down. Oh, what about when Man Thing fucking like disintegrated people with the acid? That's really fun. Just, <laughs> he just like grabs them and they fucking like melt. Ugh. That was fun. That was rough. I'm excited <laughs> to see more Man Thing in the Man Thing movie that we're no, about to no, watch. No, no, no. <laughs> Like in the future things and future projects. Oh, you're not excited for the the sci-fi original yeah, movie, no. right, Man yeah, Thing? Yeah, maybe a little bit. All right, guys. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. Overall thoughts, final thoughts, Birdo. I love this. Watch it. Yeah. Like, seriously, watch it. I thought it was fantastic. It's less than an hour long. Like, you're not wasting your time because it's genuinely entertaining and enjoyable. Don't let the black and white scare you away. It really does add to it. Uh-huh. And, hey, if you're one of those people that's like, oh, I wish Marvel did more violent and mature stuff, well, this is it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. The only thing that would disappoint me is if they don't make more of this. Yeah. Like, I, or if this doesn't go anywhere at all. Yeah, yeah. Then I'd be kind of upset. I'd be bummed out. Um, I have no doubt that we're going to see more of both Werewolf by Night or, or The Werewolf, <laughs> Man-Thing, and also Elsa Bloodstone. Like, I feel like those are characters that aren't just going to be one-offs <laughs> in this thing. No, and they're like... They picked actors that are strong enough to, mm-hmm. if the they need, they, if they need sure. to carry something, yeah. they can. No, Gael for sure. Yes. Uh, and he did fantastic. We we talked about yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, Feige has already said that this part of the universe is going to end up being important, which I'm assuming like, you know, after Blade comes out and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Blade. Yeah. And we still have, you know. It's kind of dark corner. So Jon Snow right? running around yeah. as the Black Knight. Yeah, for sure. Who's also part of like this world. Could be a Midnight Sun. Could be. Make that Midnight Suns movie. I'm down for that, honestly. Marvel's Midnight Suns, do it. Bring Morbius into the MCU. Oh, Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I thought it was really good. Again, it is an homage to the you know, 30s and 40s horror. That's okay. I mean, it could be a, a kind of a jumping off point for you, like an entry drug, a gateway drug, if you will. Oh, it's a gateway <laughs> drug for me. <laughs> to like watch more old stuff. It's good stuff out there. Yeah. Um, you just have to have the right perspective, the right mindset. Make it an annual thing. Make either Werewolf by Night or Man Thing or other spooky element things. Ghost Rider, whatever. Ghost Rider. Make Give them, us Ghost Rider. Make them Halloween annuals. Make them weird. Like, this is a <laughs> little special niche you could really, like, go hard in. Yeah. I really do want to see more Man-Thing in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. he's There's just something so cool about him. And knowing that he's just a really, just a sweetheart, just makes it all better. I, I mean, like, he's not a bad guy. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's very scary. Yeah. Oh, fun fact, Man-Thing is referenced in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, By okay. Maria Hill. Would be. On a phone call to Nick Fury. What does she refer to him as? Not a man thing, right? Uh, Some swamp creature or something? No, she literally says, like, who or what is a man thing. Oh, okay. It's a throwaway thing, but, hey, the reference was there. All right, all right, all right. Guys, that's (laughs) it for us. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you to that piano dude for our musical intro. Make sure you guys leave a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, wherever you're listening to these podcasts. Um, And tell a friend, please. And thank you if you've told a friend. It's the best way the podcasts get around. You can support the show on Patreon. That's linked below. And if you do support the, pa- the show on Patreon, you get access to our outtakes episodes. Basically, whenever we go off the cuff, we talk to our chat here. 
things that don't make the regular episode, they go on our outtakes episodes. There's already two of them out. You also would get access to our second podcast, Where's Mephisto? Birdo, where are we looking for Mephisto and Where's Mephisto? Currently, we are looking for Mephisto in She-Hulk and Andor. Mm-hmm. And where have we looked for Mephisto before? Half of Peacemaker. <laughs> uh, all of Moon Knight, all of Miss Marvel, all of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And Stranger Things. And Stranger Things 4. Season 4, yeah. Mephisto's out there, you guys, and we're, we're, we're going to find him. Let me tell you, wherever there's TV streaming, we will be looking for Mephisto. Anyway, that's on our Patreon. Uh, link below. You can also hang out with us on our Discord server. That's absolutely free. We hang out there daily, chit-chat about all kinds of things. We talk me, or you post memes. We talk memes. <laughs> we, we, we post memes. We talk memes. <laughs> we, we talk, you know, video games, music, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Yeah. You can uh, be a part of the podcast if you'd like. Hang out with us on twitch.tv slash filmsfrompz. We record all of these live on Monday nights or on 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can hang out with us like Philly to the J, Blake's Takes 1. I don't know why I fucking say the 1. <laughs> uh, also, Redback Cosplay was here today. Um, they've been hanging out with us in the chat, chit-chatting, derailing us, talking about all kinds of stuff. If that sounds interesting to you guys, follow us on Twitch. It's a really good time. Twitch.tv slash films from PZ. Instagram, films from the Phantom Zone. Twitter, films from PZ. TikTok, films from PZ. All these episodes are on YouTube at Films from the Phantom Zone. Next week, Birdo. Man Thing. We also have a Halloween special coming up as well. Oh, yeah. Halloween special and Man Thing. Both of those things coming out soon. Available. It's a (laughs) sci-fi original movie. 2005, I think. 2005. 2006. One of those. It's it's available for rent on Amazon Prime, right? Prime Video. It's also available to watch for free on... Tubi. Tubi TV. Who wants to do that? <laughs> There's ads. There, there the are ads. I I might buy the movie. It's not that long, so like maybe you're okay with the ads. I don't know. Yeah, the that, movie's that, like, that's on like maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, that's on you. So uh, anyway, guys, thank you again. We'll see you next time with Man Thing, and goodbye, I guess. Bye. This is it. Goodbye. <laughs> wow, what a dude. I'm falling asleep.